0: Welcome to Life as a Freelance Writer, the content podcast, where I will show up weekly to share what I have learned as a writer, a freelancer, and a business owner. My purpose is to inform and educate, so I want to help you get the most out of yourself, whether you are a writer, an entrepreneur, or anything in between. Join me as I share my top tips, my struggles, and my triumphs to hopefully inspire or just entertain. Remember, content is king, and that's why I love being the content queen. Hello, gang. How are we all going? I know um, this week or the last week has been a big eye-opener for a lot of people, uh, myself included, 100%, um, and there's just so many lessons that can be learned from everything that's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, and whether you're in Australia, whether you're in America, wherever you are in the world, it's just a time to reflect on actions taken in the past and how we can improve that for the future. And, you know, even if you see yourself as anti-racist, which I hope you all are, um, it's just reflecting on what what can be done to make it better and to make racism not even a thing, like non-existent. So I just want to ch- touch on this before I go into today's episode because I feel like this episode has a lot, to do with, you know, if you're a business owner, like the values of your business reflect um, what you actually truly believe. Um, And I did a live, um, I can pop the link below on how to write to advocate for change. And a lot of it comes down to confidence and overcoming the fear of judgment. And we know racism is wrong and we know Black Lives Matter but it's all about, you know, asking whether it's with your business and your personal values, what have you done to ensure that racism does not happen anymore, that you call it out when you see it. And brand values really need to reflect that. So especially if you're an entrepreneur, like, and even if you're a business, like diversity and inclusion, we know this is a massive brand value for a lot of businesses, but are, are you a business owner that is reflecting that? Is that if that is your business value? It's interesting a lot of corporates have you know, diversity and inclusion in their values and they always try to include, you know, a range of different cultures into their business but is that enough? And that's the question that we need to be asking, uh, is what we're doing enough? And clearly it's not because this is still happening. So I really want to share some resources with you that I've I've watched, mainly videos, over the last week. um, I started listening to the audio book uh, growing up Aboriginal in Australia and being from Australia, I want to learn obviously a lot more about the history of uh, the Indigenous community because I feel like I wasn't taught it at school and now it's the time for me to learn it. Yes, I should have learned it a long time ago, but I've taken it upon myself to start learning it because I think it's so important. And, you know, I had... Some trips booked around Australia to like Uluru because I did really want to learn about Australian history. It's really interesting how when I went to Vietnam uh in 2018, I said to my mum and dad, like, the Vietnamese know so much about their history and I feel like I know nothing. So I really need to travel more of Australia and understand the history. But then also understanding what's still happening now. So, you know, I can't travel overseas, obviously, as part of my um that I want to do as part of my digital nomad. So I am going to be traveling a lot of Australia soon so um I will get to learn a lot more about um the Aboriginal history in Australia which yeah of course I should have known about prior but um I'm taking it upon myself to now learn and of course um do what I can so really the notions that have come up in these last couple of weeks is um be comfortable being uncomfortable. So if that's speaking out, having uncomfortable conversations with your family, like these last couple of weeks, I have had some really uncomfortable conversations with people about what's happening and trying to um, express my opinion around this. And of course, talking about it gives you more of an understanding of what's happening. And being mindful too, you know, it comes down to like, When you hear people say things and you just pass it off because you don't think anything of it, it's like actually analyzing what people are saying and then having those conversations with them. So mindful definitely came up for me. I don't know about everyone else, but that just felt like being mindful um, is going to play a big role in what changes in the the next foreseeable future. And, of course, it just comes down to education and education – is one of my massive values. So that's why I've been educating myself a lot. Um, and yes, to begin with, I was paralyzed. I didn't know what to say on social media, but I had conversations offline to get more of an insight into what was happening before I could try and do my bit to educate, do whatever, whatever I could and whatever felt um, right. And at the end of the day, it's what feels good, but also, like we said, what feels uncomfortable as well. And showing up to do a live around advocating for change through content was nerve-wracking because I didn't want to, of course, like spend time talking about something that I didn't know would be 100% relevant. But, you know, that was kind of what I thought would help. And you can only do, you know, what you thinks best but also educate to find out what is best at the same time. So yeah, it's all about practicing what you preach, and then moving forward. Just call it out as you see it, and be mindful. That's kind of the biggest lesson. Is and you know I've been listening to um, Bernadette Brown's as well, uh, Daring Greatly, and she talks about this vulnerability. And of course, there's fear in vulnerability, and if you feel fear for speaking out, you need to address that and see why you feel fear, what is it you care about what people think and then moving forward seeing what you can do to yeah overcome that and do what is right and speak out when you know something is wrong. And, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that because obviously like I'm going to be talking about uh, branding with uh, Suze, who is my guest. Um, we recorded this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I wasn't sure whether this would be the right podcast to put out there but um, at the same time, I also think it is because we're talking about branding and obviously values is a huge thing when it comes to branding. And um, really identifying your brand based off current events and do your values reflect what you do and what you say? And if not, what can you do with that? Um, so I think that's really relevant. So to introduce Suze, uh, Suze Chadwick is a bold business branding and speaking coach. Taking your brand from basic biscuits to amazing got-to-have goodness. If you want to be the go-to person in your industry, the one that everyone is talking about, connecting with and following, or if you want clients clambering for your brand of awesome sauce, or just want people saying, I just have to work with you, then you're in luck. As a founder of the Connection Exchange, author of Play Big, Brand Bold, Host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast and creator of the Brand Builders Academy, Suze works with savvy business owners to find the wow factor in what they do and help them think bigger, grow bolder, and create real impact in their business. So yeah, I had an amazing chat with Suze. Obviously, um, when we spoke, it was probably late May, um, but I just want to really like push the fact around brand value. So think about that when she talks And we both talk about branding and brand values, but I'm really excited to give you this interview with Suze. Awesome. So thanks so much, Suze, for joining me on my podcast. But can you please basically tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and your business?
1: Yeah, sure. Awesome to be here. So my name's Suze Chadwick, and I have a business called the Connection Exchange. uh, And I have had my business for around about six years and I am a brand strategist and business coach. So I have been in the branding space where I work with large corporates as well to help them more with their employer brand. So how they interact and engage people who want to come and work for their business. Uh, And then about six years ago, I was helping girlfriends to start their businesses. Um, And I just, the nuts and bolts of business just really like lights my fire so (laughs) so uh that was a new discovery for me when i was helping them because i'd built a business in corporate from the ground up from scratch from nothing and i'd built like all the project methodologies like how we were going to do it how we were going to market it brand it price it structure it deliver it all that so i kind of learned as i went that was probably about i want to say maybe eight or nine years ago Um, and it's funny because like being in something, you just learn so much. So I, I was lucky enough to do it within a corporate. So they were quite happy for me just to test and try things out because it was a new offering. And then when my girlfriends asked several years later, it just came really naturally and I just really enjoyed it. So then I decided that I really wanted to focus because I come from a branding background. I wanted to focus on branding when it came to building your business, because I actually think that if you don't have a good brand, then nobody's going to buy from you at the end of the day, um, unless you like sell, you know, pool noodles. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think that especially in the entrepreneurial world and in the solopreneurial world, Uh, you know, you are your business and so at the end of the day, you are your brand and if I don't trust you, and if I don't like you, and if there's just something that's not quite right, there is no way I'm parting with my money, like when it comes to working with you. So I think that that for me, I'm super passionate about it. Uh, And then with that, I'm really passionate about women stepping up and being bold. And for me, being bold is really about owning, like your talents, owning your big vision, owning where you want to go and who you want to be. And even though you may not be that just yet, it's almost like, you know, something, I'm just going to put that out there. And that is what I'm going to work towards. And this is who I'm going to be. And these are the values I'm going to live by in my business. And, and that's how I'm going to grow my business, my personal brand and what I'm here to do. And I think that when you make that decision to really step into that, I think that you attract the people that you really want to work with so much faster than if you kind of just do what everybody else is doing.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That is amazing. I love everything you have to say about <laughs> branding. Is because... that it? I think we're done now, aren't we? No. Yeah. Just like <laughs> take the podcast that is it that's all i needs. no it's just like it's so true though because i always talk about how you know you show up authentically to yourself and your brand and you attract the people that you know like what you stand for who you are and if they don't then that's okay because if we try to be good to everyone we're good to no one right so when it comes to building a brand like if i'm starting from scratch like where do i even begin like where do I start? What do I look at? Like, what are the things that you always recommend people do when they're trying to build that brand for their business?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a big question. Uh, so there's a lot of different elements to brand, and so this is one of the things. And I actually think it's the foundation of your business. Before you kind of build the nuts and bolts, it's really good to understand like what your brand strategy is going to be. So I just always look at it as you know, um, you've got your visual brand, which is what I see. And usually that's kind of the first thing people see. And even though that's not what brand is about, that's what most people think of. And one of the things that I do want to say about it is that whilst it's not the be all and end all, it's actually really important. So if I go to somebody's website or their socials and it just looks uh, just not professional, not together, like a bit scattered, I'm like, hmm, like have they got their stuff together? And so I think that that's really important. And I know there's so many businesses out there that don't have websites, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Uh, and a lot of people are building their businesses on social, which, you know, as we all know, is rented space like it could go tomorrow they could start charging tomorrow whatever it is so for me if you know I want to go and look at somebody's website I want to go look at their about page find out a bit about them understand like why they do what they do where they came from how they got here I love that Um, I'm a big person when it comes to values like what is it that is important to you how do you want to show up you know for me I'm really like focused on fun in my business. I'm really focused on knowledge. Like I want somebody to always have more knowledge when they walk away from me than when they came. That's like really important in any interaction. Uh, You know, I want them to feel really connected, which is my, my business is called the connection exchange. Uh, And so I think it's just really understanding like what is it that I want people to experience and how do I want to show up on a daily basis? And honesty is a really important one for me as well. So, you know, not being all, everything's amazing all the time is not what I'm about. It's actually about, you know, something is really hard, but we can do this and it's going to be okay. And we'll learn as we go and anything I don't know, I Google, like you can learn everything you need to know on YouTube is like, I'm going to have that on a t-shirt one day. Uh, But you know, I'm just very much somebody who is a doer and a seeker and a learner. And so I think that when you're looking to build your brand as well, it's really about looking at what do I need to do in order to really build that trust and build an exceptional experience in everything that I do for my customers, for my followers, for the people who are around me. And so that's some of those are just some of the key things that I think it's really important to think about because if I go to your website and it's really hard for me to buy, it's a poor brand experience. And so I'm not going to give you my money. If I come to your socials, it doesn't look good. I'm going to wonder if it's really, you know, you're as credible as you say you are. If I, you know, am working with you and it just feels hard and it's not, a, you know, it's not great, then whilst I might get an outcome, I may not come back. Mm. And so there's like all of these things. I think a lot of people kind of think that once they make the sale, that's the end of the process. And your brand is from the minute somebody finds you, hears about you, engages with you, through to the end of your relationship which could be years. Yeah. And all of the little touch points that they have with you in free Facebook groups, when they're on your email list, when they connect with you on social, when they hear you on a podcast, everything is your brand. It's about how it makes them feel and how they connect with it. And I always say that business is the nuts and bolts of what you do, it's a pricing, packaging, selling, etc but brand is your invitation to create an emotional connection with somebody
0: yeah that is amazing and i think you know when we think about brand we just think you know the really high like top level what you see but there's just so many layers to creating a brand and you've just you know explain them all like that whole journey of a customer experience and I've been listening to a lot of your content around you know the rabbit hole of a website and how you've said you've managed to build a business using a cat filter. Like and I love that.
1: <laughs> that's an Instagram story reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. But like you know and and I've heard you say things like when people see certain things I want them to go, oh well that's Sue's that's her brand. That's a connection exchange. You know like building that. And it's just, I think we get really lost in starting. And I guess, you know, you, those values, you and I have pretty much the exact same values, which is incredible. Um, but like, you know, just going, like filtering it right back and thinking about yourself. And if you were a customer, like what journey would you want to be taken on? And I think that's, you know, so, so incredible. But like, I know, you know, we talk a lot about personal brand and building a personal brand when it came to building your own. I'm really interested to know, like, what kind of things did you put in your business? What things did you hold back? Cause you know, you didn't want to expose your whole life to your social media or whatever that might be. I just really love to get insight into when you started your own personal brand, like what kind of journey that you went on?
1: Yeah. And it was a really distinct decision that I made. So when I started my business, uh, the connection exchange, it was all about um, events, community, memberships, all of that. I had an online course. It was really interesting, actually. I literally have been doing my numbers today. And I looked at it and I was like, so in year one of my online course, I think it was like $4,000 where I launched like once to like some people I knew. And in the second year, it was like $7,000. And in the third year, it was like 10000 And then in the last year, it's been like 140,000. Oh my God. So it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, but I'll tell you why I think if that happened. In the first three years, four years of my business, it was all about community, all about events, all about, I had a membership, events, um, I was coaching, I was doing consulting, I was like all of the things, like I can't even tell you how many things I had. And so one person cannot service all of those things. And I just kind of built it all just like in the moment. It was like people would go, oh, I'd really love it if you'd run a workshop on that. I'd be like, sure, I'll run a workshop on that. So let me now build, you know, it's not just running a workshop. It's like, let me build the content. Let me figure out like what I'm going to do with this. Let me put on an event. Let me market it, sell the tickets, run the event. Like it's not just one little thing. And so I had a lot of that happening. And so about, well, last year I had somebody on my podcast, um, Jamie, she's from Outlier Marketing in the US. And we were talking about, she's like, you know, the one thing. And can I just tell you, I had actually read the book. Like I had read the book before I spoke to her. So this wasn't like news to me. But I think that there are moments in life and business where you speak to somebody and something, there is something that just massively clicks. Where you go, oh my gosh, how have I not like done this before? And so we were talking about the fact that, you know, Marie Forleo has just got the one thing and Denise Duffield-Thomas has just got the one thing. And all of these people who we love and admire, they've got one thing. And so in that moment, this was like sort of just before mid last year, I got rid of everything in my business and I just focused on Brand Builders Academy and I wrote a book and I changed all my branding to Suschadwick.com and, and, and then I, I was always a speaker but I just focused really having that so much more. And the minute that I got rid of all of the distraction and all yeah. of the things that were just things really at the end of the day, I literally like 10 X, if not more, my entire business, because all of my marketing, all of my effort, all of my focus was going into building my personal brand. So people knew exactly who I was. I published my first book, Um, BBA went through the roof because it was the only way people could work with me Mm. whereas before they could be a member or they could come to a workshop or they could coach with me one-on-one and it was almost like too many choices and so now I'm like the only way that you can work with me is like this and so that's where everybody went and and it was incredible and I was just like I cannot believe I didn't do this like three years ago (laughs)
0: but anyway you learn don't you hindsight's a great thing sometimes that's just insane and like just you know it just goes to show that you might have been putting like all your energy across all these different platforms and offerings and then you know you just focus your attention on one thing and like if you try to be good to everyone you're good to no one right yes so yeah that is just amazing and you know what's so interesting like all of the things that, you know, you've spoken about when it comes to brand, it all leads back to content creating and, and content marketing and even like your own brand takes creating content. And this is like, you know, one of the things that we're experiencing now during the time of COVID-19 is content marketing is just gone crazy. Like everyone, even, you know, Westpac are doing ads on how to use their online platform. You know, they're using their content. So I really do want to talk to you about content marketing because obviously brand and content marketing go hand in hand. So like what, what are your takes on content marketing now and, and how do you think, you know, moving forward after all of this, you know, or COVID, our lives, our lives are going to change forever essentially. So what, do you, what are your predictions on what's going to happen for the future? I'm really, I'm really keen to talk to you about this.
1: You're probably asking the wrong person. I, if I'm honest, I, for me, when I look at content marketing, I actually think that it's so important to step into your values even more because we're now like inundated. You can tell really quickly and really easily what's authentic content and what is just like banging stuff up there just to get something out or being spammy or things like that. So I think that even more now, having that trust is so important and having a reputation that precedes you and that people talk about in a way that is amazing, I think is really key. When it comes to content marketing for me, I don't really know that I'm going to change my strategy because I feel like what I do is true to me and I think that that is what you should always be doing. I think that there's obviously an opportunity to take a look at, well, how does the current situation impact my clients and what can I be talking about, teaching, providing that's relevant to them, which I did a little bit of on the podcast um, when it all first hit. And so, because I was just really conscious that there was so much information on COVID that I almost wanted my space to be a COVID-free zone. But at the end of the day, you can't when the entire world is affected by something. I'm like, we're just not going to talk about it. But, um, but I ended up talking about it. But I just talked about it from a very um, authentic place for me uh, and how I was showing up and what I was learning from it and what I decided I was going to do moving forward. I think the other thing that's been um, really interesting and that I love and that I kind of knew would happen anyway, is that so many people were like not selling. So when it came to their content marketing strategy, they didn't want to market. They didn't want to sell. They didn't know what to do. Um, And I've had so many of my clients that have had some of their biggest months because they continued to serve. This is something Denise Duffield-Thomas always says, I serve, I deserve. And I think that if you come from a place of service, you come from a place of sharing your content and helping people where you can, it just builds that trust on an ongoing basis and people just are like, you're somebody who I trust, you're somebody who shows up a lot. And you're really consistent. And so you're the person I'm going to go with rather than the person who's now just running ads and it's the first time I'm seeing them or they're being spammy with what they're doing or stuff like that. So, I mean, I had quite a lot of DMs that were really spammy salesy ones in the last couple of months. And I I almost wanted to, I didn't, but (laughs) I almost wanted to message them back and go, if you'd like some help on how you can like build trust, and not be spammy, just let me know. Like double sale, sale back. You should have. I'm just like, this is so yuck. Mm. Like this is, I, this is never going to work on anybody. Um, And so I think that even in a time like this, you know, it's important to stick with your consistency and stick with your content pillars and ensure that you're still serving your audience and making the offer because people still want to buy and people are buying up big. So I think that that thought of, oh, people haven't got money or they don't want to buy, I think is a really false thought, you know, um, to have as well.
0: Yeah, I love everything you said because like, I think, you know, businesses like yours and myself, we've been setting this foundation for so long that COVID really doesn't need to change the way we show up because we've shown up like that before. But I'm seeing a lot more people show up in that sense and realising that building that loyalty with a customer and a client is so much more beneficial long-term. I actually legit have a podcast coming out today about stop bots. I am so over bots. I'm sick of them voting on my polls. I'm I sick know. of them vote questions. I'm like, I'm I'm done with it. Be authentic. So yeah. you know, I think I've actually in the last couple of days actually noticed it's starting to come down because like Instagram hate it obviously, but you know, if we just show up, we don't need to pay for followers or we don't need to pay for bots to answer polls because you know we're building that authenticity ourselves. So I, I just love that you know your so true to what you own and what you do that no matter what situation you're in you know you can be authentically you and you know the people will resonate with that and I think we get so scared to touch on topics or talk about topics because we're worried you know if they're important to us and someone might you know get get offended or whatever that might be building that brand can be quite daunting because you know you might have things that you do want to discuss and you get a little bit you know, a bit shy to do. So have you ever had experiences where you're like, oh, I don't know if I should talk about this. And I think I heard in one of your podcasts, you're going to do a post and then you reread it and you're like, I don't think this would be something I would say. And you added more because you wanted it to be more authentic to you.
1: Yeah. I remember talking about, I can't remember what the post was, but yeah, because one of my values is honesty. I think that I was talking about something, but I might've been glossing over it. Yeah, And I was kind of like, I don't really think that I'm Like why, I think that with anything, when it comes to content marketing, you have to know why you're writing it. And I was just like, like, what's the purpose of this post? Like, am I trying to make something look good? Am I being really honest about it? Am I like giving the full picture or am I just giving a little bit of it? So I think that that was, yeah, definitely something that I make sure that I'm really conscious of. Because I don't want to be one of those people that just, you know, oh, look at me, it's all so amazing. And so, yeah, I think that's really important. When it comes to the haters, uh, (laughs) I think that that's the other thing is that when you're really confident in your brand, and you're really confident in, in what you do, who you are, and what you're here to do, then it's totally fine to have people that disagree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I always say to my BBA ladies, I'm like, you know, and I have no idea who said it, but it's the whole thing of people will love you and people will hate you and it'll have nothing to do with you. You have to just remember that, you know, how I react to something comes from how I was brought up, what I believe, what my current situation is, what my limiting beliefs are, um, you know, all of these things. And then what I do is I just project it onto you, Mm -hmm. all of that. And you're like, awesome, thanks for that. Uh, But at the end of the day, you just have to be really, you know, kind Mm. and just realise that when people have a go, even though it's really not nice and they shouldn't be doing it, I just kind of think you must be in a really bad place to feel the need to have a go. Yeah. Because um, what I was talking about really wasn't life or death or like that offensive. It was just an opinion. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, and I've had a few of my clients that recently have been like, somebody like left a comment or sent me a message and it was kind of like, you know, I was really offended by what you said. And they were like, you know, well, obviously that wasn't my intention. And I think it's fine that we have different opinions. Yeah. And I just think like that's exactly how it should be. But I just think if you can really confident and that's what I'm all about building a confidently bold brand is that I'm okay with who I am and you know something I'm okay with who you are and we don't have to maybe agree on stuff and that's that's okay too um and so yeah I think that's that's so important to be able to do because if you can't do that you will always second guess yourself yeah and you will always be looking for approval and once people know you're looking for approval that's when it's like gonna fall apart
0: Yeah, it's so true. And you touched on one thing, obviously, about, you know, someone um, commenting on your post, whether they agree or not, limiting beliefs. Now, I talk about this a lot because this really stops, you know, being authentically you, showing who you are, having those limiting beliefs. You know, I unpacked a lot in the last, like, couple of months around annoying and feeling like I was being annoying all the time because when I was younger, that's what I was told, oh, you're so annoying. So you get this limiting belief, yeah, and when you go to post, you're like, oh, am I being annoying? And then, you know, we've had limiting beliefs around confidence. Like when you first started, what, or do you find in your clients there's certain limiting beliefs that you try to work through and do you have any strategies on, you know, showing up, being authentically you, building your personal brand but overcoming some of those limiting beliefs when it comes to showing up online? Because I think that's a massive one for personal branding as well.
1: Can I just say, you never get over it. Yeah. True. And what I mean by that is new level, new devil. Yeah. So, for example, right now, look, when I started my business, I was, you know, charging thousands in corporate. Like a normal branding project in corporate is like a hundred grand, yeah. But when it's a small business, it's like if it's a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars, they're like, oh. Yeah. So it's it's a very different ball game, and so I had really discounted my prices massively to what. I was used to charging and can I say exactly the same skills, exactly the same, you know, like expertise and delivery. Um, Obviously the projects were much bigger in corporate but it was still me delivering Mm. it Um, and I was charging a lot lot less. So I did a lot of work and I still do a lot of work around money mindset Um, and just limiting beliefs in regards to what you're capable of achieving But the one thing that I would say out of all of it is if you can become hyper aware of your mindset, you will overcome anything. So I even say, and I talk about it in my book as well, I said to my husband, like when I do something like, you know, so um, when I went to, I think I sent the book off to the publisher and I was like, you know, my monkey mind starts now. It's like, it's going to be rubbish. People aren't going to like it. It's going to, nobody's going to buy it. Like, why the hell did I just write that? Like all of that. But as long as you're really aware that your thoughts are just thoughts, they're optional. They're not something that you have to listen to. um, And that you're aware that that is how our brain works. Then you can kind of go, yeah, I knew that was coming and then just move on. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that when you're not hyper aware that that's how our brain works and that that is what every time you do something uncomfortable, every time you do something big, every time you do something different, that's exactly what your brain is going to do. It's going to go, oh my gosh, do you really want to do that? Let's not do that. Like that feels really uncomfortable. Um, then, you know, if you know that's coming, then you can kind of be like, uh, knew that was coming. Let's move on. Um, so that's what I'd probably say is that if you want to manage your mind and your limiting beliefs become hyper aware of what's going on in your brain and why it happens and just know that it's going to come. Um, but just be like, yep, cool. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to move forward. Yes. I'm capable of this. Yes. It's scary. I will work it out. And if I can't, I'll Google it
0: amazing no that's so good it's so true though because like once you go that is a limiting belief of mine and you you know you know it's gonna happen you're like oh well this is how I'm gonna deal with it and you know if we didn't have all these limiting beliefs we wouldn't know when we're like killing it yeah so you wouldn't know when you're like 100% killing it it's just like one of those things you just have to just continue to deal with it but this is just amazing around brand and I think like so many people are like ready, ready to start building their own personal brand. And I think it comes down to that inner work as well, not only for if you've got limiting beliefs, but for building your own brand. You've got to actually know yourself and what you want to deliver. And it's super interesting because um, I got my website redone in in March. And I remember before that, I hated showing my website just because it wasn't, I built it. That's why I hate it. But it just wasn't like me. And now like everyone will see my website. They're like, that is so you. My friends, My friends talk about, um, when they, they did like an outdoor birthday party for me just before COVID. And they said it had to be earthy tones with a touch of Mariah, which meant (laughs) light pinks, pretty, like, so it's just like, it's so important to get that established. And, you know, I just want to talk about a few little, um, techniques that you might want to share with anyone that they might be able to just get started. Like we've got the values, like, do you have any When you first started little, like, did you write things down? Did you start a document? Like just some things that people can like start practically building on their brand if they're just starting fresh. Cause I know, you know, you've got so many tips in your podcast, but I just thought maybe just a quick little guide that people can just start like noting down things to help with their own brand.
1: Yeah, for me, what I would, the very first thing I would do is just do that customer journey. Um, I feel like that's something that I did at the beginning. And it's literally just like, you know, also looking at like, how do I want people to feel like when they come to this, when they engage with me, what are the, what are the words that I want them to experience and feel? Um, And then take a look at, so when they come to my socials, like how am I talking about what I do? Is it inspirational? Is it something that like I want to have, be part of, that sort of thing? You've got to build desire into your brand. And I think that's really important. And a lot of people miss that. They're very functional. And you've got to understand that we don't buy like logically we Mm. buy emotionally so whilst I might go oh well it's got all of these features it's like it just looks good and I like it and that's why I buy it so I think you've got to make sure that your language and your aesthetic and the experience builds desire Mm. so that people want to know more about it and I think that if you can go through your customer journey take a look at if they come to my socials, to my website, to buying, to talking with me, that I'm really clear and focused on like what each of those touch points looks like. Because I think that even if you don't have a big brand, if you can give the people who do come to you an amazing experience... Your reputation will precede you so much faster than if you're focused on like building, 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 but not creating a really great experience for people who do work with you. And the other thing that I want to say is ask for what you want. So for example, when I've got clients and I'm just like, will you share this? Can you guys share this for me? I've got this coming out. I would love you to share it. Um, or whatever else it is I think just you know there are people around you who want to see you succeed and so I think that it's important to look at the different elements of building your brand and your business but I would also kind of do the you know collective group like help me out kind of ask as well because the more people that you can get sharing your content the quicker your business will grow
0: yeah amazing and it's so true and people are willing to support as well and like we you know you'll get a lot of referral like business from referrals and we know that's how we continue to grow like I think a lot of people when they first started I know when I first started a lot of my jobs were like people that would had recommended me or you know so it just it just grows from there well thank you so much for talking all about brand today it was I think everyone's got like I'm so in inspired to go back through everything that I've done and just be like making sure that it's always, you know, aligned to my brand. And I know like, you like content now, I'm always like, yep, this is me. This is who I am. And that's why I continue to, you know, write my own emails. And it's just like super how I am, which is a bit random, you know, a bit personal, all that kind of thing. But, you know, I think when we first start, we're so scared to show that side of us in case people don't like us. But, at the end of the day, it's so important to show who we are, especially if we're trying to build a personal brand. So before we wrap up, can you please tell everyone about your podcast and how people can work with you and find you and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my website is sueschadwick.com uh, and you can check out everything there. And there is a tab with some freebies as well. So you can go check those out. I actually have just released a new masterclass, which is how to build a bold brand, scale your business and attract the clients you want. And so if you go to sueschadwick.com forward slash scale then you'll be able to watch that straight away as well. And then the podcast, once again, on the website, but it's just com forward slash podcast uh, and it's called Brand Builders Lab if you want to check it out on your podcast
0: app. It is an amazing podcast So you guys definitely need to check. I learned so much from your podcast. I love it so much. <laughs> That's good. I wouldn't want it to be useless. <laughs> no. That is true. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Suze. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. How great is Suze? So I've been listening to uh, the Brand Builders Lab uh, podcast for probably maybe nearly a year now. And I pitched to Suze, asked her to come on the pod And she was more than happy to join. And I'm just really excited that she came onto the podcast because it's yeah just a big guest for me. Um, And, you know, coming back to branding values, having a think about do my values reflect my content? Uh, Does my brand reflect my content? And just having a think about, you know, creating content, voicing opinion and sticking true to who you are as an entrepreneur as a business owner and really connecting with that with your audience and it is scary it is 100 percent scary but it's overcoming those beliefs and those limiting beliefs and just doing it anyway because you know it reflects who you are and you know it is right for you so before i go there'll be a podcast a blog on this but be a content queen or king and remember developing your content develops your business thank you so much for joining me today and please don't forget to share this with all your freelancer business and writing friends you can do so by adding it to your insta stories and tagging me at content queen underscore mariah or by simply telling you about it if you could rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on it'll go a long way into helping me get out the message of this podcast you can follow me on instagram or connect with me on linkedin let me know if there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future and Other than that, enjoy the rest of the week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!